Ask yourself, how old were you when you first started chasing your dreams? Have you ever even started? I've spoken to so much people about this and how important it is to choose to chase your dreams instead of others. No matter your financial situation, no matter your current situation, and most importantly, no matter your age. Our next guest is going to be the youngest guest we have ever had on the podcast. At only the age of 13, he got into reselling and didn't let his age hold him back at all. His story is truly inspirational and even though there was many, many downs starting off, he didn't let anything stop him. Please welcome our next guest at this time, Emmett Sneaks. All right, guys. So we are here with our very, very special guest. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, who do we have here today? Uh, Emmett Sneaks on Instagram. What's up, guys? It's a pleasure to be on the show. I'm super for sure. happy. For sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> how old are you for those people that do not know? Um, I'm, I'm 13. Nice, nice. Uh, where were you born? Des Moines, Iowa. I'm in Iowa born. Uh, what made you get into sneakers at such a young age? Um, I originally saw those Spider-Man ones when they released, and I wanted them so bad. I went for them on Foot Locker. I had no clue what Nike sneakers was, all that. I just saw them on the Foot Locker app. I decided to go for them, obviously, struck mm-hmm. out. Um, and then that's kind of how I realized that shoes resell like that, because I, I looked on the aftermarket StockX and stuff, and they were going for – I don't know, 400 or so right after drop. Um, mm-hmm. So then I realized that, I mean, they resell, shoes resell. I can make a profit off of it to be able to buy the shoes that I want to collect. Yeah. So that was kind of my first motivation. And my first, like, really big shoe, my first shoe that I actually made a decent amount of money on was the Raptors Jordan 4s. I loaded up sneakers one afternoon to see if anything is, like, um, loaded onto the page new drops for that week or whatever and mm-hmm. it just pops up shock drop raptors fours i go quick got a size 9.5 and i think i sold it for like almost 400 bucks Dang. about two weeks later or something so that was kind of how i first got into it yeah and then those travis dunks i ended up getting those for retail and then that's how i really really got into it um i made my instagram page posted up some of my personal shoes that I'd try and sell those first mm-hmm. and the first two three weeks they were really rough I lost probably a good one two hundred dollars around there um so I decided just to kind of clear my entire personal collection to get all the funds I needed because I knew I needed a lot more money to be able to start it up mm-hmm. and I've just for now I've been slowly growing my collection back up since then but that was definitely a good way for me to start just by selling everything I had and starting fresh. 
For sure. Um, was there a certain person in particular um, that made you want to get into sneakers or was just by yourself? Um, it was kind of originally just by myself. Um, mm-hmm. I got into the collecting and stuff on my own. And then I started going to like the conventions and stuff. So Culture Shock, the flea markets, that stuff. Um, I went there. I'd meet a lot of Instagram resellers, stuff like that. And I just that's kind of how I realized that I can turn it into a really a lot of a bigger thing mm-hmm. and make some pretty good money off of it. Nice. Um, you spoke a little bit like how you started and everything. You're obviously the youngest person to ever be on the podcast. What made you want to start like reselling at such a young age? Well, I never really counted age as a factor. Like mm-hmm. I know um, I've met like two, three other resellers that are now in high school easily that started around my age yeah so um I mean being at such a young age it's just really rough because people think I mean that you obviously can't make it being so young um so that's just that's really hard in that sense but yeah I I never really yeah I never really thought of age as a thing I just kind of took it from since I love sneakers so much, I know enough about them. I can just turn that into a way of me making some pretty good money at a young age instead of doing like lemonade stands, that sort of stuff. It's just a more fun way and just a better way I can learn about business, um, all that stuff for me to make money instead of just doing, let's say mowing the lawn. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you're obviously getting more money and you're being able to enjoy what you're doing at the same time. For sure. I agree with that too. Um, did you, do you, have you always thought like that? You didn't want to just be like doing the same thing like other kids, like mowing lawns or um, doing like your regular tasks. Did you always want to do something different? Yeah. Ever since I was actually really young, I just always had like, I never had dreams of having a desk job or anything. I've always wanted um, to be like, I used to be super interested in doing like landscaping. that sort of stuff like I've never been um super big into just having a desk job obviously I've both of my parents just have average desk jobs Mm -hmm. um and I've just never I think when the more young entrepreneurs are coming up a lot of younger people are just they're real they're not it's hard to explain it's just how they're not they're just finding more ways to explore the options they have mm-hmm. with jobs and being able to find something to do that they love instead of just doing the day-to-day basic stuff. For sure. Um, do you think it's important to start early, especially at your age? Or do you think that um, it doesn't really matter? I feel like me personally, I feel like it's important to start early, but do you think that way too? I think it's nice to have some sort of a business aspect. So knowing like it was definitely good to know that it's not going to be an easy startup in the future. Like if I ever want to start my own business, something like that, I just, now I know the tough parts about doing it. I know that I definitely am going to need to invest a lot more money than I think I will. I'm going to need to put a lot more time into it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's nice to learn that at a young age and not think that life is just going to kind of be a walk in the park. It's nice to know kind of how everything works and just learn the entrepreneurial aspect of everything that goes on when you're doing this, because it's really not as like you see people making thousands every month reselling and stuff, but 
it just you really have to think about the months and months of time and money they've spent into doing that to be able to get to the point where they are so it's really nice to know that it's not gonna be very easy to start it up it's just but I think I think someone could start doing something like this in college and still have a good like sense of what it is but I think yeah it's definitely good to get something like this going Mm -hmm. or at least learn some sort of business aspect before you just become an adult and um that's my biggest thing too is like I do think that you know you you obviously if you can you should start early um but if you don't it's not necessarily a bad thing yeah totally um and I also wanted to ask you too what's been the toughest thing to deal with like since you obviously said obviously said that like you didn't think of age as a thing but I know a lot of people do um what's been the toughest thing to deal with since you are at such a young age I think the toughest thing to deal with is people trying to take advantage of you, mm-hmm. like get, get good deals, try and make themselves like, it's hard to explain. Just people trying to be the boss yeah, and try and get something out of you just because they're just because you're young, they're older than you and they think they can make money off of you mm-hmm. because they think that, you're gullible or you're gonna just take an offer because it's intimidating or whatever yeah so that's been one thing that I've struggled with but because initially I took so many bad offers that I shouldn't have because I just I thought that I was never going to get a better offer and I was not I wasn't like persistent enough yeah and I mean now I've just learned that I shouldn't obviously take those that I don't want like I should be really firm with my prices and I shouldn't just give an offer to someone just because they are older than me or because they seem intimidating. For sure. I was going to ask you that too. Do you think patience is the key when reselling? Cause I feel like a lot of people when they first start, they just sell a shoe for like, maybe they might even lose money, but they don't realize that if they maybe held it for like a, a one more day or two that they could, um, you know, that they could obviously, um, you know, like make something out of it. Yeah, totally. Um, so like I was saying with Travis Dunks, I sold those the day I got them for under a thousand. E- like even a week later, I would check market. I was so disappointed when they when I saw them go up to like one point five k. Like I could have yeah. gotten an extra five hundred bucks if I just waited a few more days. So, um, and with the Gatorade Jordan ones, I got offers for like 60 bucks and I was able to get rid of those for a price I was happy with after waiting for a month or so. Yeah. My thing with that was too, I was disappointed because, um, I did the same thing even though, and it was so weird because with that certain, uh, particular release, I don't know why. Um, but instead of like Travis's, I mean, I guess this could be an off white thing too. They usually like dip a little bit and then they'll go right back up but for some reason the travis uh sbs took a while mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was yeah. really weird um i think a lot of people since it was a skate shop only release i think a lot of people since skate shops in particular i know subsect isn't really a big fan of resellers mm-hmm. so i think a lot of just average consumers got pairs and they didn't really know what to do with them so market stayed really low for a while until all the pairs got in the hands of resellers and then that's when they kind of bumped up market 
Yeah. Because even with me, I sold mine for like 950 value. And that was obviously a mistake. Um, so I think a lot of other people that were in the same situation as me did the same. Yeah. So once all the pairs were in the hands of resellers and people who were holding them, that's when prices start to kind of go back up. Yeah, I agree on that. Um, you spoke a little bit about your parents. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, what do they think about it? I honestly, they don't talk a lot. Like, they're really intrigued in it. And they, mm-hmm. I think they just don't understand that it's actually a really big thing. Like, they they think of it more as a hobby of mm-hmm. just something small to get a little bit of extra money. But I don't think they really understand that after a few years of doing this it's it can be turned into someone's job like a full-time job yeah I agree with that too I believe especially a lot of I'm not even I wouldn't say older older people that are older than us but like even I've seen people our age your age um that like they'll be like you're doing sneakers like what like what are you getting out of that like why are you people wanting to buy shoes like why do you think it's Mm -hmm. gonna be a thing uh, what's your take on all those people that think that or have that type of mindset? Um, I always say it's like how the older generation, they invest in stocks. A yeah. stock can be so similar to investing in a sneaker, a trading card, any any asset. Yeah. You can invest in any asset mm-hmm. and that can be so similar to investing in a stock or a company or anything like that. Just yeah. because of the way the market, because of the way people have, manipulated the market especially with StockX, ebay there's so many ways to sell things that there's always a market for everything exactly and and that's a good thing that you're thinking about that too because a lot of people don't realize that it's like as much as there's people collecting cards there's people investing in stock markets there's people investing in cars whatever it might be sneakers is just another investment mm-hmm. and like people people instantly think that it's just a small scale investment you can invest, you can buy 20 pairs of a shoe that, shoe that you're spending, like trophy room fives. Yeah. Those were, dude, if you invested in those at four or 500, if you waited six months, I think they went up to 12, 1300. They actually went more. Half a year. That. Yeah. Yeah. They shot up a little bit more. Right now they dropped a little bit, but yeah, they were really up there. Yeah. And similar to that, I'm investing in soul flies right now. I just bought one pair. I'm going to see how it goes. Um, I think I'm planning on holding them for four or five months. I'm just going to see what happens. I paid like under bid for mine. So even if I need to sell them, I shouldn't lose money at least. Um, But I'm hoping they follow the same pattern because them being so limited, and especially with the ones, the Soulfly ones, they followed that same pattern of going down quite a bit right when they released. And they just, Mm -hmm. in the past two, three years, they just skyrocketed. Exactly. Um, and I was going to ask you that too. What do you think about um, certain shoes? Like obviously you uh, weren't around that much when the Nike SB, you know, was like there, but what do you think about the Nike SB craze now? I think it's really cool. I mean, I can't be one to say I, if I saw a dunk a year ago, I definitely follow the hype. If I saw a dunk a year ago, I would have thought it was trash. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just going to be honest, but, um, yeah, I think it's really cool how people are able to turn like, like one collaboration can turn a shoe that has been popular 
in such a small group of people into just a worldwide thing that everyone wants. Like, I think it was what kind of started it back up, the para dunks, I think. That was kind of when I started seeing them go back up. I feel like it was the para dunks and then... The ray guns, that really... Yeah, ray guns, I think, was what really started it. But also, like, more celebs were wearing them. I think that's what really did it. Like, more celebrities were wearing them. They were cool again. Because then we saw Travis, especially with Travis and his now, even the GRs, like, the ones that are releasing in skate shops everywhere, I think I haven't seen one dunk sitting in months. Like, the last dunk I saw was, like, the shadow dunks. And those are even doing pretty good numbers now like you can make 40 50 bucks per pair now yeah yeah those have been doing really really good um i feel like every dunk man right now is the only dunk that i cannot say that hasn't done well or i should take that back it, it's done well if you get it for retail but if you were holding it it hasn't done anything really is the um off-white uh dunks yeah those were those were really bad yeah um <laughs> I actually, when they dropped, I was never, I wasn't really into shoes as much as I am now, but I do, I do remember them going up a ton during release. Yep. And then when I bought my personal pair, they were at like four or 500. Mm-hmm. Um, they went down so much. Oh yeah. And I just, yeah, that's, that's just this really crazy thing about shoes mm-hmm. is I was, I was about to invest in chunky donkeys and I'm, ha- I'm glad I didn't, I was about to invest in them at like, I think. 1700 mm-hmm. i was about to buy a pair right before release and i'm so happy i didn't because they just went down i think 200 i mean they're gonna slowly go back up yeah but just it's so nerve-wracking to see a shoe even go down five dollars in value that you've just spent hundreds of dollars on exactly that's um that's something similar too i've had that happen to me even recently um where i invested in a particular shoe and i went five i went down five dollars mm-hmm. and i'm like oh crap like what's what's gonna happen you know what i mean like what What's going to mm-hmm. be the outcome? Um, but do you think you need to take risks like that sometimes when you're especially like selling sneakers? Yeah, I think with that, same with stocks and everything. People take risks with stocks. So it's just the same as taking a risk with sneakers. Yeah. But it could just be, I think it's such a low scale to the point where if you're investing 200 bucks in a shoe, like ray guns, you probably, you could buy a pair of ray guns for 250 bucks after drop drop like the on drop day i saw people selling for 250 300 now they're at like what four four fifty yeah like you could double your money in four months off of a shoe but then also a shoe like the off whites could go down to 500 in just a month exactly. that's why i think once a shoe has already gone up so much like off white dunks mm-hmm. i never really want once market settles that's never when I invest. Like with soul flies, they went up so much and they're just dipping back down. And I think it's just going to follow the same pattern as trophy rooms with them being so limited. There being, I think only one or 2000 pairs on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't think they're numbered. Um, even then they're just, they're only going to go up over time. Yeah. I agree with that too. Um, it's just crazy. Me, uh, like seeing everything, Ran- even random stuff like you said gr is just like reselling like mm-hmm. even when now, can- like with brick flips yeah that stuff that's crazy exactly it's like people are finding ways to make money off of literally any any sneaker releasing at this point 
Exactly. Yeah. With anything, there's this money, especially. Um, I did want to get your opinion on like all the stores closing. Do you think that that had something to do with like markets going up crazy, especially like I realized it too. When everything closed down, like I feel like this business just doubled. Yeah, totally. Because now when you're, when you're getting pairs, it's a race yeah. to see who can get their pairs in online first. Because mm-hmm. we saw Soulfly, Soulfly take, I think they dropped a month ago and people are just now getting pairs in. Yeah. Like they started getting pairs in a week ago. So they were up eight, nine, nine hundred up until everyone got their pairs. They dipped down and just crashed so much. Mm-hmm. And that's just same with like, like Royal Toes. Those were at like 300. Then when all my pairs came in, they dipped down to like 250, 260. Like it's yeah. just it's a race to see who can get their pairs in first. Exactly. Um, and, and the thing that I noticed with that too, um, and I felt like it was just crazy was um, the fact that Nike um, and Jordan brand, you know how usually with releases after a certain time uh, frame for that uh, release, like people who didn't pick up their pairs on the app, like obviously won't get them, but then whoever is like, first come first serve type bases with the Jordan Flints for some reason Nike did it where um the uncalled for pairs they gave people like three days to pick them up which is like never happened before it was always that same day you had to pick it up yeah and on top of that the pairs that weren't picked up they shipped them back yeah like I got one pair reserved Mm -hmm. and they ended up giving me like four days to pick it up I picked it up on release day and I think the first shoe we saw that didn't follow that pattern was those flints. Yeah. Which I think it's just mind blowing in my opinion too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did want to ask you too, with the flints, um, did you expect it to be a hype release with everything that was going on or, or what were you, what was your mindset going into that release? I slept personally. Mm-hmm. I, even with Jordan 13s and stuff, I literally, I think I took, it was just so stressful for me with Jordan 5s. I think I made 15 bucks. I bought like four pairs of those. Which the, fives were they? The, the Fire Reds. Uh-huh. Those, I was like, I did not want that to happen again. I mean, I'm not really mad that I didn't invest in them just because retail is so high. Oh, yeah. With a shoe like that, I don't I don't mind not taking the risk. I got pre-orders in. I got. I still made my money. I got like three pairs pre-ordered. Um. I think the GS sizes, a lot of people were saying like, like a lot of people bought GS and that's like, that's a great investment. I think GS pairs are probably the best. If if there's a GS size dropping in almost any Jordan, I think it's the better thing to invest in, Mm -hmm. but they just brick so hard. I think GS pairs in anything except for ones, like I, I had so such a hard time selling my GS, um, Jordan 13s. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I saw that too. I saw you were trying to do some posts and stuff like that. I actually had the, uh, the, the opportunity to like buy some as many as I wanted. I'm so glad that I didn't. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, what's been the shoe that like made you the most money? Definitely Travis Dunks. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just obviously just luck. Yeah. I think investing why, so like just just hitting a shoe, I think I made eight nine hundred dollars on Travis Dunks. Um, but investing in a shoe, I think it was definitely Obsidian Ones. Oh yeah. So, and that's like that's what like TikToks 
like just social media's influence celebrities wearing a shoe can make it go up so much exactly. like what charlie d'amelio and addison ray wore the obsidian ones in one tiktok and they went from 250 to 400 in a matter of days yeah and i didn't really even make i i went so i've got my pair from a consignment store in california so obviously they were taxing hard mm-hmm. so i paid 400 for my pair back in spring when they were only at like 300 but I, I was just I just bought it I was on vacation so I thought that it obviously I just wanted them um so I decided to get it um and that would have been if I invested them I think that's the shoe I've had that I could have made the most money on if I just didn't pay that much you know when they were still at 300 if I bought my pair from a local seller um I would have made definitely the most money investing on that because mm-hmm. I haven't made a lot of money actually. And inv- I haven't invested really hard into shoes lately. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause for me, it's all about patience and I'm not good with patience. I kind of just, I like to have stuff coming in and out constantly, Same but here. I've been working on it with Brazil's and those are definitely going up. I decided since I was going on vacation, since I was just, um, since I was going on vacation for 10 days, I thought I'd just hold them for those 10 days, see what happens. If they go up enough, I keep holding. Mm-hmm. If they don't go up too much. I just sell. Yeah. Um, soul flies are definitely going to be a stretch. I'm going to have to hold on to those for quite a while, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping they can do some trophy room numbers. I'm not expecting them to do like that, but I'm hoping they can go up quite a bit just yeah, I, because I, of how limited they are. Exactly. I, I agree with that too. I think certain models, you know, you can definitely, um invest in especially if it's just a low risk and i think that's what a lot of people don't realize too um with shoes is that it's compared to a lot of other things like obviously markets and and like cars and stuff like that when you invest in sneakers it's not necessarily a lot of money so i feel like the risk of it is much much lower than other things like that yeah for sure um i did want to ask you too what's your all-time grail uh sneaker my all-time grail has probably got to be off-white blazers. Off-white blazers. Which ones, though? Original ones? The Grim Reapers, actually. Grim Reapers. I know you have um, the Hollows Eve. Yeah, those weren't my size. Um, I actually still have them. But um, those and Travis Air Forces, not the new ones, the OG ones, Um, those two pairs, those are like – major grails i was oh, the, the cell and like the white colorway yeah 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 i was so close to getting my size in the travis air forces yeah. and they ended up being fake and it was i was so disappointed because i i didn't even get i mean it was a pretty good price but it wasn't like a steal or anything yeah. i was just so mad because i i would have paid market ish but I agree. the thing I agree. is no one is selling those pairs because everyone wants them for personal Mm-hmm. Like I never see off white blazers. I never see Travis Air Forces. I never see those floating around. Even like, I don't think I've seen a pair in my size since months ago. Like yeah, I've seen no one selling them. The thing with that too, my wife tried to go for a size uh, five and a half, and her pair was canceled. Like whoever had them up just canceled it on go, mm-hmm. which is so weird. Like I I never expected that to happen. 
Um, but yeah, th- that Travis Air Force, I I agree with you on that one. That was one of my girls, and I'm I'm lucky enough to have it and got it at a really really good deal. Um, I was like I was I was like sad at the same time when when you know you sent me those pictures and everything, and I'm like, dude, I know how badly you know he wanted them. So hopefully, you know, you find a pair um in in your size. What size are you looking for? Um, seven and a half or eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got really small feet, but um. Yeah. I oh I did have a seven and a half too. That's just fine. I sold it to Logan, but it was a while ago. Oh shit! Does he still have them? Do you know? Yeah, but they're for his wife. Ah. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Let me give me one second. Let me show you them real quick too. So this is the pair that um, I gotta clean up. I still haven't even finished up, but they're. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, you can tell I sold them for, yeah. for a steal too. Uh, I gave him a really good price on these, which grip and then I don't because I know his wife is gonna wear him so yeah um yeah but I've been looking for those two pairs so size actually seven and a half in the blazers and a seven and a half or eight in the air forces used mm-hmm. on both definitely I would literally take a beat pair of the blazers beat pair of the air forces because I know the air forces aren't too hard to clean up yeah I mean just the materials I think they stain. Yeah. You could you but, could um, my way and I'd get them real real, real yeah. clean. Um, that's the nice thing with blazers. I think they just look so much better when they're beat up. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that too. You still have those Hollow's Eve, right? Yeah, I do. I ended up putting them in a mystery box, but um, that got refunded, so I do still have them. Dang, I wish they were a big a size nine and a half, or at, or mm-hmm. at least a size nine and a half. I'd squeeze into that one for sure. But what's been your biggest regret? Like that's true that you sold that you regret now. I think I regret selling well my diamond supply dunks Mm -hmm. and my Travis fours. I sold Travis fours for so low. I ended up selling them for three ten, and they were in like pretty good condition. They just had like a glue stain and some sole separation. Mm -hmm. And the dude like this is what happened. So. Obviously, they think they can take advantage of me, and it it was just intimidating because they were two resellers, really big, two three thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they ended up wanting like an eighty dollar partial. So I really only sold them for like two thirty, and that's like under retail right there. And they're like I then realized I could have probably sold them for four hundred on Goat because people are paying so high for a pair like that, especially in a size. It was like a size eight. And then Diamond Supply Code Dunks. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I sold those for – I traded them for a pair of Revenge Storms, and I added 20. What? It was like I just wanted them gone, and I didn't even think about it. Dude, I was so mm-hmm. disappointed on that one. Um, Ouch. Because um, those are personals, too. And, I mean, like, I didn't even think about it that I would have rather just kept them because I think DS is, like – 300 ish right now mm-hmm. and they were in like pretty good condition maybe like eight eight and a half out of ten nine out of ten condo yeah um but yeah those are probably my two biggest regrets selling for sure um what's been your favorite so far shoe in your collection right now like personal or just yeah. shoe that i've been able to all right uh, personals personal? yeah um personals definitely obsidian ones those are just i think the color blocking is insane 
It's a shoe that's super easy to wear. Everyone likes it, blue and white. Um, it's just, I think everyone, when they see it, they know what it is. Mm-hmm. That's cool too. Um, I also have Sakai Blazers. I appreciate them both like a lot. They're both super nice in my opinion, but I definitely have to go with the Obsidian ones just because they're so much more iconic and a lot more people just would appreciate them. For sure. I agree on that. Um, what's been something that you learned that you wish you knew when you first started reselling? Um, I wish I knew that people would pay. So like, I wish I just was better at pricing. Mm-hmm. Like with new releases, I would just price it the same as how I would price any other shoe. But yeah. now I know that with new releases, people are just cashing out heavy on pairs. So I priced court purples. I got like two ten per pair because mm-hmm. I I just I used to price my pairs at like ten dollars under bid. But obviously that's something that you could price a pair that came out last year at. But now I know that when you're selling like Brazil dunks, I could probably sell those for super close to ask, if not at ask, because so many people are just buying them at the moment. Yeah, Same with like I, Blue Fury dunks. Mm-hmm. I also I sold all my pairs for two hundred like two days before they bumped up to two fifty. Well, they're and actually at three hundred now. They're at three hundred. Yeah, yeah. Let me uh, let me double check. Yeah, they're at. Oh, I mean, it depends on the size that that you get, but they're around two twenty five, two thirty. The bigger yeah. sizes go for more. Yeah, I had, I had the smaller sizes. I've I've had actually so that's the not opportunity too bad. to have a ton of pairs. I've had two pairs of eight and a half, a pair of size eight, size nine and a half, ten and a half. Nice. That's super nice. Um but yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you too, obviously you spoke a little bit about how like people were trying to take advantage of you. Um, have you ever been scammed? Yes, actually, like, um, it was one time, actually, I was sold a pair of fake off-white dunks. They, um, those, those were super good fakes, because I was so, like, so nervous about it, because I didn't want to, like, sell a pair that was accidentally real, mm-hmm. and that's been a whole big mess, because the dude that sold them to me eventually, like, two months later, just came back, and he said he's going to refund me. It's now been three months since he said that, and it's just... Well, maybe not three months, but it's been a while since he said that. Definitely quite a while. Um, Nothing. It's just, um, mm-hmm. I even got, like, I got a pretty fair deal on them. Like, it, it was pro- it was pretty good in my, in my favor, but it wasn't, like, too good to be true. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, like, something that was, he was giving them to me for one, tw- it wasn't, like, a super steal. But that's why it was, like, also, the, the guy in person, he's, like, a pretty chill dude. I've done business with him before, so I didn't even expect it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really upsetting because it was right at the beginning, too. So I was out, like, 300 bucks there. Dang. So that was – but I think that also helped motivate me to just kind of check shoes better because since then I've had so many fakes come through and I just um, – like, if if they're not perfect – then they're probably fake. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I was going to ask you t- uh, ask you that because a lot of people, like, they would give up, right? What made you continue going and not just stop reselling after you got scammed? Well, it was just because even though I lost so much, that this was before I sold on my personal. So that was another reason. Just 
I thought, I mean, yeah, I'm going to have to get rid of my whole collection, everything like that. Mm-hmm. That included off-white dunks, Travis Fours, Diamond Dunks, um, Gatorade Ones, like a bunch of shoes, mm-hmm. Bread Elevens, UNC Threes. Um, I think after getting so much, it just mo- like it motivated me to actually just know that I can make money off of it. Like even though I lost so much money, I realized that that's just something that comes along with. There's always gonna be people out there that try and take advantage of that and try and make more money in ways that aren't necessarily like ideal. Mm-hmm. So now I've just learned, just always, no matter what to make sure check shoes everything like that Mm -hmm. so it taught me a pretty good life lesson honestly but yeah especially starting up just be super careful of that kind of stuff yeah i i I absolutely agree because i've personally been uh sold fakes before and it's i feel like it's always by someone who you'd last expect whether that's being a friend or whether that's being someone that you done business with um Mm -hmm. i completely completely agree that people no matter what need to take more in consideration like no matter who's selling you the pairs like you need to check them and check thoroughly if you don't feel comfortable don't feel forced to take the deal yeah Um, but yeah um have you said you have gone to a couple sneaker events what was your experience like when you went to those uh events um actually really good like i'd be super happy to go again i've gone to three now Mm -hmm. so culture shock flea market then the normal culture shock and then there was I forgot the name of it. It was the um there's another expo at Wells Fargo this winter. Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it was definitely I I had really good experiences there. I think that's where you're gonna find the best deals. Honestly, you're gonna make you can I'm hoping to vend at the next one if they end up doing culture shock this year. I'm hoping to buy a table, then there, because I'm, I think that's the best place to make deals. You're going to get the best deals there because people come just trying to get rid of shoes, you know, like I sold, I think a pair of cream white Yeezys for like 140 there. Nice. Um, Just for my personal collection, because I needed to get rid of them. This was way before I got into reselling, like summer of last year. Um, But yeah. I think it's a really good place to actually get good deals, just get a lot of inventory in and out and make a lot of sales at the same time. Yeah, I agree with that. Exactly. Um, With a lot of like collabs um, and stuff like that, what's been your favorite so far? Cause I know you spoke a little bit about like the off white dunks uh, and Travis stuff like that. What's been your favorite one so far? Like my favorite collaboration. Yeah. Easily. Oh, that's a hard one. There's been a lot that I've liked. Um, a really good collab that I was super bummed out that I couldn't get mm-hmm. was the Ray Gun Dunks. I wanted those for personal so bad. And um, I went to the Subsec drop. I didn't get them. I was super bummed out. And that was the same day of that, actually, that other um, expo. Yeah. The one this winter. So I went there, people were selling pairs. No one, I think my, no one had my size there. Um, I was super bummed out because I was going to buy them. Um, that's probably been one of my favorite collabs, even though it's such like a low key collab, like Strange Love and all that. It's all like, those are all super nice, but I think I just like the stuff that's a lot more low key. 
Yeah. Obviously, like the Ben and Jerry's and stuff, those are all super sick. But the ray guns are definitely probably also what got me into just being more persistent with my drops, like with just going for drops and all that. Like I'm never, I'm not going to take W's every single time. So I just have to learn that. But it just feels more rewarding to take a W after taking so many L's back to back. I agree with you, man. I I completely agree with you. It sucks. And too, like, you got to realize that you're not always going to take W's. You're going to take some losses no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like with, go ahead. With Royal Toes, I ended up, I got one pair on the initial drop. I kept running restocks like five hours later after sitting at my computer for like hours on end. I got another pair. Then the next day, finish line restocked. I got two more pairs. Like, even when you think all hope is lost, there's still so many more ways. And especially with, like, bots and stuff, people – I mean, I thought it would be such a tough learning curve. It took me two, three weeks to learn, and then I was able to kind of do everything on my own, and I could run drops, everything like that, all by myself now. I mean, it's like <laughs> – that sounds, like, weird. I used to need a lot of help while doing it but now it's just I'm able to help other people and it just feels really nice to be able to do that um so bots are definitely really slept on people I think people underestimate how easy it really is to do mm-hmm. I mean it's, it's not easy necessarily but um no. I agree I, I know what you're I know what you're trying to say um I wanted to say too because I want to go back to um uh reselling if you weren't reselling what else would you uh what do you do? Honestly, if I wasn't reselling, I would probably be sitting on my ass playing video games right now. Right. Um, I find I don't, I actually don't have a lot of other stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. I play like, I do some school activities, stuff like that, but I've never, this has definitely been a really big time consumer, especially during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like, cause since I enjoy it so much, I'm able to spend a lot of time doing it and it's just something where I can do it without feeling like like I need to get up and do something else for a while because it's just there's nothing really wrong with it just it's just business exactly Because when you're playing video games for hours on end spending all your time doing that you just feel so crappy because you haven't been doing anything but when you're doing this you're actually getting something out of it every single day I'm learning something else and it's just it's a really just good way to spend your time I think Exactly. I uh, 100% agree with that, honestly. Um, And I wanted to ask you too, I spoke to you a little bit about collabs this year. If you could collab with a certain brand, like any brand at all in the world, what would you choose? Like what brand would you choose? I would choose New Balance, actually. Nice. Um, Where is that? It's it's an upcoming brand, definitely. It's like, I was talking about this with another reseller. Um, Supreme is obviously dying. Like, I think in the next two years, it'll be just, it'll be such a overrated and oversaturated brand that only their extremely hyped drops, like box logos and collabs are going to do well. And maybe like some nice accessories. For sure. I I Because now you can, you see some box logos not even doing well, like bandana box logo beanies, I think or motion logo beanies, those didn't do well at all. Mm-hmm. Um, cutout logos, those did really bad. Um, 
even now, like some box logos just aren't doing good. And with New Balance, the Casablanca collab, the W Taps, the Kith, all that, yeah. it's just all those collabs coming up are reselling for so much. And I think it's, I think it's probably the big upcoming brand of the year. For sure. Um, and with that collab, I wanted to ask you: Do you know what model you would choose, and how the shoe would look like? I would probably choose. Um, I don't know a lot of the models. I know like the main ones, like the nine nine eights, the nine nine twos. The they're all just different numbers. I honestly have no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably have to do some research on them. If I'm gonna be honest, I don't know a lot about them. I've never resold a pair yet. They they've always the way they do their drops too are just so weird. Like like the Levi's collab too. That was pretty crazy. Um, they're always so hard to get, I think. They drop on such limited sites, sites like Kith and even the New Balance site. It's just so random because they say they're going to drop like midday a certain day and midday to them is like 5 p.m. Like they just drop it at basically a random time on a random day around like the same week that it's supposed to be dropping. Mm-hmm. So with the New Balance site, it's super hard. Kith, obviously, I mean, manualing that is just near impossible. Yeah. Um, and that's really the only place that they drop these new balances. Like, the main sites are just the Kith site. And, the, and they don't even drop everything on Kith. It's just then, like, a few other Shopify sites. So, even then, it's almost impossible to get them manually. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what makes market go up so much is just because the average consumer, if they want it, they're just going to have to pay resale. Yeah, I agree with that too. And I feel like a lot of times New Balances especially um, are so underrated. Like a lot of people don't mm-hmm. realize um, like how – and even in the UK, I was looking at a couple of videos like that's – everything like that is hyped over there. If you go over there with a pair of Jordans and stuff like that, they're going to be like, what are you wearing? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I, I agree with that. I feel like New Balances and any runner's types – um, especially are really, really slept on. Yeah, sure. definitely. Um, I wanted to go back to reselling. Have you ever dealt with hate in reselling? I know we spoke a, a little bit about it, but have you ever um, dealt with it? Not a lot. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the people, first of all, that I talk to about reselling are also resellers. Mm-hmm. And then also my family has been pretty supportive of it. They've never been like, I don't think they understand everything about it. Yeah, but they've never been against it. They've always been really happy about it and knowing that it's like something big. Yeah. Um. So I've never gotten a lot of hate for it. Like no one's told me that it's bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So I haven't really had an encounter with that. I'm definitely expecting something like that to happen. And I mean, even with anything like this, just starting your own business from scratch and becoming an entrepreneur, there's always going to be people like that, that are just either jealous of you or they don't think it's just possible in general. Yeah. So like, especially with the older generation, they just don't know as much about it Mm -hmm. because they just grew up knowing all about desk jobs and stuff. So. Yeah. I completely a hundred percent agree with that too. I feel like 
reselling and like you're at not average stuff is what's going to be popping with this generation yep. now. Um, mm-hmm. Because like I said, I feel like a lot of our generation is just like not your normal like nine to five workers who are doing, you know, just the regular stuff that's um, yeah. so boring. So I agree Definitely. with that. Um, I did want to ask you, what is your end goal with, with doing all this? Like, what do you want to achieve with reselling? I actually haven't really even thought about that. I've always just thought of it as something extra I can do to make some money. I've met a lot of people, super nice people, um, and I've learned a ton of stuff. So I think my end goal is to probably turn this into a career, mm-hmm. turn something like this into a career. So like, maybe doing it at a bigger scale. So realty or something like that. So turning the skills I've learned from this into something on just a higher scale yeah, um, would be probably a, something really nice to come out of this. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. Do you, Cause I know I was going to ask you too. Do you think that, I mean, there's nothing obviously wrong with sneakers. I'm super heavily involved in shoes. Um, but do you think that sometimes there is always something bigger or should people try and do both? Definitely. I think people sleep on like the random flips, like mm-hmm. pools lately. Those have been crazy. I've made more money off pools than I have off of some shoes that I've gotten four plus pairs of. Mm-hmm. Um, pools and they've been... Those those are really slept on, I think, right now. Um, they're just so hard to get. Like, to the average person, getting one of them would just be, like, you just have to basically find one at, like, your local Target or something because they sell out almost instantly because of, like, bots and stuff online. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, on eBay, eBay moves are definitely good. Like, I've made a hundred bucks off of $60 investments on these pools. Yeah. So those are definitely my, I'm investing a lot of money in those right now. Um, it's definitely not something to sleep on. Also just any random flips like Funko pops. I think there's just a lot more than only shoes you can do. Like I have a friend who he wants to start reselling and I just tell him like, just because you see like me reselling shoes doesn't mean that you can only resell shoes. Yeah, that but is. There's so much more stuff you can resell. You can resell collectors' pieces, um, like trading cards, that sort of stuff. There's just so much more you can do. So I just tell them find something you like and figure out a way to resell it. Yeah, and I think that too. Especially like a lot of people don't realize how much money is left on the table. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it's definitely growing market. Like, I think it's really you can make a lot more than you'd expect off of it. Mm-hmm. Like you can just hit something so big and make thousands of dollars off of one thing in seconds. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I feel like a lot of people do not realize is that, yeah, like people could be, you know, maybe they're um, unemployed right now or they lost their job. Mm-hmm. It could be whatever, but there's always, always, always some type of business that you could be getting into. Yeah right now especially that could be making you some good money yeah I'm super worried about school especially so with me I've been doing this all just during COVID and summer and stuff so I haven't had to worry about school so I'm just nervous what will happen when school comes around and there's drops on a Thursday at morning 
that I can't make it to. So I'm probably going to be losing out on a lot of profit. A lot of deals are just going to be lost. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to kind of find a way around that. Cause obviously at my school we're they're super strict about electronics and stuff. Hopefully when I get into high school, it's not going to be as bad, but especially in middle school, they really do not like phones and stuff. Um, so that's one really big problem. Oh yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. And I was going to tell you that too. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm someone who always likes to help out. If you ever need any, any type of help with anything, any deals that you need, um, I'm obviously always there for that, especially um, to help you out, man. So um, how do you think that balance is going to work out with school and shoes? I think I'm just going to have to find some way around it. So just maybe not go for Supreme on Thursdays mm-hmm. or find some way to do it in school. Um, it's just a bit like in high school. I mean, it's probably easier because they're not as strict about the phone rule. You can do it on your computers, but it's like in middle school, it's teachers will take your phone for days if you have it out. It's like, like we're not even supposed to have our phone like on the school ground. That's crazy. It's it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I wanted to ask you also um, kind of wrap things up. uh, Where do you see yourself? here in the next 10 years where would you like to be in the next 10 years with this I want to be in a position similar to you or Logan Mm -hmm. still doing the same thing still at a similar scale but being able to help people out just like you guys are helping me out yeah so being older being able to teach the people that need the help how to do it still being able to make money with obviously another job on the side Mm -hmm. um maybe not even another job on the side in 10 years, maybe open a consignment shop similar to a list around something like that. Um, and yeah. I, I, I love that honestly. Um, and I think I know you're, you know, especially at being at a young age at 13, you have a lot of potential. Um, and -hmm. it's really, really good that you're starting at such a young age and you have already the mindset, um, to do so. Um, one thing that we do do here on the podcast is, uh, let, um, the person on the podcast leave a last message to the people listening maybe a word of inspiration um, anything like that what's uh, the last message that you would like to leave to those people who are um, my message would be anyone who's new to reselling or is reselling right now I've come in encounters with so much of this Love. always keep your relationships and never try and take advantage of someone just to make an extra 20 bucks mm-hmm. like I wouldn't if I think I could have done so I know people who could have had so much better business with me, with other people, if they just valued their relationships and stuff more than the amount of money that they're making. So that's something that I'm definitely really like, I wouldn't say strict on, but I really hate to see it when that sort of stuff happens. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that thing happens frequently a lot. And we both know we've both seen those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do like, you know, that you're like I said, again, your mindset is, is there and you have a lot of potential. Um, I want to thank you again, man, for coming on the podcast, especially this late at night. Um, um, if you know you want to drop your uh, your Instagram, anything like that right now is the time to do it. All right. Emmett Sneaks on Instagram, all lowercase. Mm. Um, post pretty frequently just shoot a dm if you're looking for any shoe and i can probably hook you up with it 
For sure. Hit my man up for some shoes. Um, I want to thank you again. Like I said, thank you again for coming uh, this late on the podcast, being able to record this. Um, where are you currently? I am in Minnesota, actually, nice. on vacation. Nice. My man is already on vacation. There you go. Um, so, like I said, I appreciate you, man. I know you're going to be going places, especially, um, and keep it up. I know a lot of people, especially since you're going to be the youngest person that we've ever had on this, uh, they need to take uh, note that, you know, you need, you need to catch up. This man right here, um, he's just 13 years old. He's doing a lot of really great things. Um, aside from sneakers, he's actually a really good person. And, uh, yeah, I want to thank you again, man, for coming on here. Um, and, yeah, like I said, again, I know you're going to be going places. And uh, I can't wait to see where you're at here in 10 years. And, um, obviously, I know you're going to be very successful. So, um, thank you again for coming on and uh, shout out to everyone listening to this podcast. I really hope uh, that you took something out from it. Um, of course, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at full drop podcast. Um, that is also where we film our YouTube channel and, uh, you know, have everything on there. Our YouTube channel is called full drop TV. Go subscribe if you haven't already. Um, I'm obviously going to be working on new content for you guys. You guys seem to love all the videos that I've been dropping. And uh, shout out to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast as always. And uh, until next time, guys, peace.